So, Chicken, thanks for jumping on. Yeah, of course. Thank right, you guys we'll for having this... me. Appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. We get the Q and A started. Um, so, before we start talking about your gym, can you tell us about your other YouTube channel? Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> I got started on YouTube back in like 2016, which is crazy to think now. It's been what's the math there? Six, Six years. Six, seven years, something like that. Um, I've made, I was actually just, uh, I, I just counted it up the other day. I think I've made close to 4,000 YouTube videos in total. Dang. And it's all been, it's all been gaming related. It's all been like Supercell type mobile games. I don't know if you guys listening to this know what that is, but some big names would be like Clash of Clans, Clash Royale, okay. that kind of thing. Um, and... I just, you know, I, I got into that because I remember I was I was in school and I was watching uh, these guys on YouTube and I was just like, I can do this, you know, like these guys aren't that talented, like this can't be that hard to figure out. So um, I just started doing it and, you know, it, it never blew up or anything, but it's, it's gotten to the point where it's worth doing at least. Um, and then, yeah, after, after um, you know, five, six years of, of doing that, um, I recently bought a house uh, a couple years ago and then, you know, the coronavirus hit and um, I started just like everybody else at, at, at that time searching home gym stuff. It's like, okay, well, my gym's closed. I can't go anywhere else. What can I do at home? So I started looking that out. I got really into uh, all Coop's videos and I started watching all those. And then I, I kind of branched out to, um, to watching everybody else. And then a few months later, I've got the home gym set up. And I just really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the space. I enjoyed, uh, you know, the the videos that I make. It's just whenever I, I feel like making something or whenever I feel like I have something worth talking about, that's when I make a video. Um, and I just really enjoy it because it's so different from the stuff that I normally do. Um, yeah. Yeah. So here I am. Awesome. And you're in the basement. So can you tell us how in the your basement. basement has evolved over time? Well, it was quite the transformation. So um, where I live, this house this house was built in 1903. And uh, from what I saw, the basement hadn't really been touched in that time, like at all. Like when I went down there the first time, like it's all um, like cobblestone walls and like the, it, it, it got like a few inches of water in it. Um, you know, every, sp every spring that was just kind of part of it. So I knew I could do it, but it was just like, for me, the, the, the hardest part of making the home gym was just the prep work, was just getting the space yeah. ready that I could actually like lift in there and like, you know, getting, you know, hundred years worth of dust out. And, um, you know, I had to swap out all the mechanical and, and things like that. But once I got it to the point where it was like, you know, breathable and, and your feet weren't wet when you walked down there, then it was, then it was the fun stuff. Then it's, you know, getting the equipment and painting and, uh, and things like that and, you know you you have hiccups along the way and you learn stuff and my biggest obstacle aside of just getting ready in, in the first place was um in the older homes um in 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 basements um it, it's pretty typical to have a very short ceiling space um because it's not meant as like a living area right it's kind of like you keep your wood there you yeah. know the cisterns in the corner or whatever um so yeah, that was definitely tricky to work around because if you look for racks, um, like full size racks, pretty well out of the question. So I was looking at squat stands and um, 
I wanted uh, I wanted a rack setup, obviously. So what I ended up doing was I got the the SML one from Rogue, and I got the HR two attachment. People, I get comments about this all the time. Um, like, you know, what is that? Like, how's it short but still works? And I was able to get the, um, the HR2. You can get the HR2 attachment, but you just have to order the 70-inch post. And then you can build off of just that squat stand. You can build, like, a nice little half rack, and you can use some of the attachments. And, you know, you just got to um, you just gotta do your research and, and get creative with, with some stuff. And, you know, it can work. But that was definitely the, the biggest obstacle was the, was the ceiling height. How long did it take you to clean up that basement setup? Uh, whew, probably three or four months, yeah. I think. Just getting everything out of there. And, like, it was getting it ready for paint was the worst because that took, like, two weeks of just, like, mm -hmm. just cleaning. And, and um, you know, I brought a pressure washer in, and it was gross, man. Like, there was bugs. <laughs> there was, like, dust everywhere. Like, it was not, it's not a nice job. I was definitely happy to get that done with. That's for uh, someone thinking about putting a gym in their basement. Yeah, I mean, uh, you just got to plan in advance. That's that's the biggest thing, you know. Just make sure that you measure out and, um, you know, assuming that you've been in your home for a long period of time, know what happens, like, during the seasons. Like, does it get wet in the spring? Does it, you know, are you going to have issues with moisture? Should you get a dehumidifier before you get, like, a $2,000 rack? Like, you know, little things like that. Did did you ha did you have any big issues that after the cleanup and stuff? Do you do you have any like moisture issues or anything like that? Yeah, I had um, I had a couple spots. Like I I found um, we had a pretty big flood uh, two years ago right here, and it was actually um, the road got washed out. So there, there's very high, like, like I live on a river too. Um, so there's very high, like groundwater. So just every now and then, um, you know, I get leaks and like kind of the same spots. So it's like over time you learn where they are and you have to like parge the wall. And uh, I've gotten to the point now where I've got everything like pretty well sealed and stuff, but there was definitely that first year it was, it was, it was nerve wracking because I was like, okay, like <laughs> where's the water going to come in? Like, is it going to, is it going to flood the space? And um even the river that i live on um it like it it, it floods so it comes up I, i'm probably 200 feet away from it and it'll come up like 150 feet so it gets pretty close to to where i'm at so it, it's always very exciting to, to see what's going on with the water gotcha and do you use a dehumidifier or anything like that I have one. Honestly, I haven't noticed really much of a difference. It's a it's a conditioned space. So, I mean, I have air conditioning in there, so it doesn't really get too dry um, in the winter or the summer. So that's the benefit of the basement gym, right, is you typically have climate control. Temperate, yeah. <clears throat> what are the uh, top three purchases? You've, yeah. Let me try that one again. <laughs> Ooh, top three what purchases. What are the top three purchases you've made for your home gym? Okay. Um, definitely, um, what I was talking about before the like the squat stand with the with the HR two attachment. I just I, I, I love squatting in a um, like in a half rack setup to like feel more open. Like even at the like the gym I went to before, I had a home gym. It was like a powerlifting gym. So I mean, they had like all the best rogue equipment. They had like the Rhino belt squat and like the 
the west side uh, bench presses all like with the fat pads and stuff so I, i've used a lot of that stuff but um like i always preferred um squatting in a half rack and just having that kind of open space feel um so that was definitely one of them um the belt squat from bells of steel i feel like is a is a really good piece um you can you can do it like it doesn't seem like it but it, it's really versatile like you can do a lot with a um like with a pendulum belt squat i guess you call it um and yeah it's a nice way to to work legs like you can isolate your quads or your hamstrings or your glutes or whatever um because that's something that you definitely miss in the home gym right like it's hard to get a leg press or a hack squat or even a leg extension is is kind of you know you can do it with a band but it's kind of tough to duplicate um and i actually for the for the belt squat machine that i have i hooked a like a pulley up on the ceiling and it's nice you know you can do like some tricep push downs or oh. i mean you can get really creative with that too like you could put another pulley on the other side and you could probably do lat pull downs with it um you can do curls with it um you can essentially turn it into a functional trainer like if you get enough you know spots for everything but and it works really well nice um that's two right the third one the third one let me think here so definitely the rack definitely the belt squad um i have this uh i have this it's like a a curl tricep plate loaded machine it's from this company called Amstaff Fitness. It's like what I like to call them the Titan Titan Fitness of Canada because it's just like super cheap stuff. Um, you know, Titan's pretty good with quality now, but I know like before they weren't, or at least that was the joke anyways, that <laughs> the quality wasn't great. It's like when you order from these guys, it's like, oh, you never really know what you're going to get, but um, it, it's really cheap. And again, for accessory machines, you know, it, it, it's hard to find, uh, it's hard to find them in general that are cost effective. And you know, at the end of the day, if you're doing curls and tricep press downs, like, you know, who cares how like perfect it is? You know what I mean? It's not like you're squatting or deadlifting or something like that. But um, yeah, I got that machine for like 300 bucks and it's awesome. It's nice just to change it up because it's nice to, uh, you know, just not use barbells for everything all the time. Awesome. So those are top three. What about your worst? Ooh, worst purchases. Okay. So, uh, I gotta be honest, and I, I'll catch some flack for this one too. The worst, the worst home gym purchase I ever made was the Rogue Echo Bike. Mm. I know, I know, people love it, but uh, just for me, I, I don't know. I, I think the fan bikes. I don't know if you guys have one or not, but they're more for like you got to have pretty good conditioning level to. Um, you know, to do the the workouts on those. And it, I just found it was just, you know, I, it, I ended up using it. Like it was nice for like five, 10 minutes just to warm up, like before you work out with it. But I just didn't use it enough to warrant what it cost and to warrant the, the space that it took up. So I ended up selling it. I actually made a little bit of money on it, which was kind of funny, but um, yeah, just for me, that was, uh, that one it definitely didn't, uh, didn't end up working out. Any others? Uh, the Scout Hyper. I think I talked about that one before, too. Yeah. Like, I liked it, and it was a good machine, but, again, it was just not something that I was using all the time. I found it kind of a pain to 
um, to load the plates on it. I think, you know, going forward now, if I'm going to get an accessory machine, I definitely want something that's selectorized because I find it annoying to, you know, change the plates over all the time. But, um, yeah, again, it was just something that I, I wasn't really using enough. And for the space that it took up, it didn't really make sense to, uh, to have it there. Cause you know, the way I found it was, um, I actually got a better feel doing good mornings than I did the, the reverse hyper. I felt like it wasn't doing that much for me. So had to go. Okay. Uh, what about your next ads? What's coming into the, uh, the basement next? Um, yeah, yeah. Well, it's tough cause I'm, I'm always, uh, like I really want to get a set of adjustable dumbbells, but I'm like, I love the new bells. I, I think those look really cool. Um, you know, I was looking at the Iron Master and like the Pepin and like the badass ones where, um, you know, you have the, um, like the interlock thing where you, you spin it on and that just seems kind of cumbersome. Um, I did actually, when the coronavirus first hit, I was like, okay, I'm just going to get like a little bench. I'm going to get some, some spin lock. That's what it's called. Some spin lock adjustable dumbbells. And you know, that'll get me by for a few weeks. And then, you know, of course here we are now, but, um, yeah, they're just kind of a pain to use. They're kind of cumbersome. So I really like the new bell ones. Uh, I'm just waiting for someone to come out with like the new bell style that goes up to like 120 pounds or something like that. So you don't have to buy them again or, you know, wait for something else to come out. So I think that's probably number one on the list. And then number two is uh, some sort of cable machine, like a single stack functional trainer, maybe two of them. If they're the, uh, I was looking at those, I was going to get that at first. I was sold that I was going to get two um, like single stack cable machines. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll wait and see what comes out if there's something that makes more sense than that. But it would definitely be nice to have like a, like wall mounted. Yeah, exactly. Like something just uh, that that's easy because it's got to work in the space, right? Because every functional trainer that you look at, they're going to be, you know, at least I think the shortest one I've ever seen was 78 inches high, which was, you know, I, there's no way I would fit that in. So basement what, problems. What are your uh, what are your ceiling heights? What do you got? So the ceiling height is actually it varies, but it's like, for the most part, it's like 78 to 80 inches. But, uh, the problem is the floor joists are all 72 inches. So it's like, yeah, you could fit some stuff in between, but it, it has to be like pretty narrow. Yeah. So it's, it's just t tough to find the right thing that, that fits. And then, uh, square footage. What, what do you have down there? Uh, it's, uh, it's pretty big. I also use it for, um, like laundry and, and storage and stuff. Sure. But I think in but total, like, it's uh, like 550 square feet-ish. Okay. And that, what do you need a gym? Do you know about what square feet? Uh, yeah, probably closer to half that. So like 250, 270, something like cool. that. Because I have a lot of ductwork that runs through the ceiling too. And like there, it's even under the floor joist. So then it, like it's basically unusable space. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. I mean, my All girlfriend's right. like five foot, so she loves it. She can just walk underneath everything, but for yeah. me, it doesn't work. Yeah, the the duck work is yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right for uh, for Canada for our Canadian uh, listeners, who are the companies to get gym equipment from? Okay, so I came prepared with this one. 
So obviously Rogue Canada would probably be the go-to uh, for most. That seems to be like the, you know, um, where everybody starts or everybody, you know, wants to end up at at least. But some lesser known ones, like you mentioned Bells of Steel before. I find Bells of Steel is, is probably one of the best, um, you know, Canadian retailers just in terms of price. Their shipping is, is amazing. So that, for example, that belt squat that I got, it's... Um, it it shipped it it it's 350 pounds um but it shipped just like normal uh like uh fedex carrier or whatever um so the shipping on it from calgary was like 40 dollars. i couldn't believe it so like the the whole machine taxes in was like 900 bucks i think it's the price has gone up since when i got it but um like you can't beat that that was that was just amazing the, the UPS driver or whoever he was was not impressed when he came to the door, but he was just like trying to hump this thing. He's like, it's too heavy. Like, we're not supposed to be delivering packages like this. And so, Bells he, he was Bell, Bells of Steel is a really solid option, even for us here in the US. Yeah, they, have like, American they, just, they just have good, good quality budget stuff. Like, um, like you said, it's it's tough to beat a lot of the stuff they have for the mm -hmm. for the money. I wish their racks were um, kind of standardized with everybody else. Maybe they are now, but um, usually yeah, I find they're super underrated. Like nobody yeah. talks about them very much, unless there's like a specific piece that comes up, like the belt squatter. Um, they had a barbell that was really popular. It always came up. I think it was the Swiss bar, maybe. Yeah, I've had their, I've tried the belt squat. That's pretty solid. And then the bare naked power lifting bar yeah, is, yeah, that's good. is really good for the money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, Bells of Steel obviously is good. The, the one I was talking about before where I got that like curl tricep machine thing, uh, Amstaff, they've got like a bunch of different names. Uh, I, I guess they go by Fitness Avenue. Um, yeah, kind of buyer beware on, on some of that stuff. But if you do your research and look up the reviews, you can get some steals uh, from that site. That's definitely the cheapest. Um, there's uh, Fitness Factory, XTC Fitness. Uh, there's a lot of Toronto-based companies. Um, I would say they're kind of middle of the road in, in terms of quality, like nothing, you know, crazy that's going to blow you away. Definitely what you would expect for the price point. But... Um, like for example, uh, XTC, they'll ship uh, Texas Power Bars. They'll get those in stock, so you can actually save money um, buying them from you know the local distributor versus getting them from um, you know the, in in the states, um, and then you don't have to pay the um, the duties fees or whatever it's called when they come over the border. So you save like I don't know like a hundred, hundred and fifty bucks, which is a big deal if you're buying an eight hundred dollar barbell. Do you, do you have to pay extra for Rogue Canada? Nope. No, they're, uh, yeah, they're locally somewhere, I guess. So, yeah, there's no fees when it, when it comes in. That's definitely something you want to avoid because, I mean, those add up pretty quickly if you're not yeah. paying attention. Yeah. Uh, another good one is Gorilla Fitness. Uh, again, I'd kind of rank them along with XTC and Fitness Factory and those kind of guys, kind of, Middle of the road, not amazing on price, not amazing on quality, but uh, you know, definitely decent stuff that's worth checking out if you're if you're close to them. Strong Arm Sport is uh, is another one. They're kind of, um, I think they're partnered with Bells of Steel or something. They shared the same warehouse or something like that. 
Um, they have some really nice pieces. I think they're really well, uh, well-known stuff is their, uh, their power bar and their combo rack. Their combo rack is actually what I have. And I don't think anybody else has come out with a combo rack. That's like a, like an actual cheap one, right? Like it's basically either that or, um, you know, you're paying like $4,000 for a rogue one or, you know, uh, the Texas yeah. strength systems would probably come up as one of the next ones. But yeah, in terms of like cost effective combo racks, um, I don't think there's anybody that competes with them. It's definitely another good spot to check out. Yeah. Titan has a combo rack, but they are shipping to Canada soon. That They did announce that the other day. Yeah. Titan and rep, right? Oh, rep too. Really? I think reps rep said they'll be in Canada in 2022. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Okay. I'm definitely waiting on my next purchase then to see what some of these guys have. Yeah. You'll, we'll have to look into that. I'm pretty sure that's yeah. what they said. Uh, another one is Montreal weights. They're not really a, a fitness. Um, like they'll have some barbells They're They're pretty cheap, but, uh, I think they have the Pepin uh, dumbbells, and they have some other adjustable dumbbells. So there's some stuff that shows up there sometimes that's that's decent. Um, I wanted to talk about Squat 6 Stands, too. They're out of Toronto. It's kind of a cool story. So when the pandemic first hit, um, this guy was actually a welder, and he just started making power racks just on his own um, and just kind of helped filling in the void. And now, you know, they've grown to full-on full on business, but, um, everything I've seen from them, it's like super high quality. I think they're like a little bit more expensive than if you were to go with some of these other guys, but, um, yeah, definitely a cool spot to check out. Again, if you're in Toronto, like that would be, that would be mm-hmm. a spot to go to for sure. But yeah, that's all I got. Sweet. Would you, uh, would you say that the, the amount of suppliers has risen dramatically since the pandemic? Or just kind of a little bit? Uh, I mean, there's um, a couple that popped up. Like, I think the the Montreal weights, the one that I mentioned. For the most part, they're kind of the same. And a lot of them have been, uh, from what I've seen, a lot of them are just kind of out of commission for, like, like I think Amstaff has stuff that I was looking at, like, when I first started building the, the gym that's, like, still out of stock. So it's just kind of hit and miss. But, yeah, I haven't seen a ton of other companies pop up but what i did see was uh a lot of guys just like the squad six stand guy um like if i was looking on marketplace or uh kijiji is what we use in canada um you know you would find just like uh like random welders or things like that like people that were just making like custom dumbbells or uh barbells or you know there's a lot of that stuff popping up uh for a while not as much now but that was definitely a thing for a little bit those custom uh, dumbbell builds are pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I was I was this close to pulling the trigger on one, but then I was like, ah. You know, as, as nice as it would be to have a full set of actual dumbbells, like, I think it just makes more sense in a home gym to have the adjustable one. All right. Well, there's some companies for, in, uh, for our Canadians. Um, all right, we're going to wrap up our Q&A with one last question. And you've been in the YouTube space for a while, like you said, 2016, um, start the games. And then getting into the basement gym, uh, what would you mm-hmm. say is the most 
of growing content on YouTube? Well, people always say, you know, like when you like, oh, it's too late to start a YouTube channel. It's too late. It's, you know, oversaturated. And, you know, you just have to find um, you have to find what your thing is. You know, everybody's interested in something. You can make a YouTube channel about anything and, and grow an audience if you want. But um, for me, what I find the hardest thing is, is uh, probably just staying on top of um, new things coming out. You know, that's always exciting. That's always uh, stuff that people want to see. And I mean, it's tough when you don't have it um, to, you know, to make a video about it that really... Um, that really supplies some sort of benefit to people um, watching it other than just saying like, hey, here's here's what it is, here's what I think it's gonna look like, but you know, I don't have the, uh, I don't have the stuff here with me in my hands, so I can't tell you like too much about it, but I find that's probably, probably the hardest thing, but I mean, you know, as long as you are uh, enjoying what you make and, you know, you're, you're doing it somewhat consistently and, you know, you're putting your own spin on it, then, you know you can you can do anything do you have any do you have any um plans in the future or are you just gonna kind of keep plugging along so everything i do right now is just from my phone like i kind of started it off just as like a test just to see and i remember the you know not that it's a huge channel or anything like it's, it's doing it, it's doing enough to to keep making videos for it but um the first video I put out, it was crazy. It was uh, it was my home gym tour, and I, I just threw it out there just to see, and it got fifteen thousand views with no subscribers, with no marketing, no you know, just throwing it out on YouTube. So I was like, oh okay, there's like people that are actively searching for, um, you know, home gym stuff like this. So, and it was something that I I you know I I just uh, you know I love talking about it. It's it's fun. Obviously, um, I've enjoyed the process, and I want to share that with people. And if I can give tips along the way. Um, I think my situation is pretty specific being in Canada, being, you know, in a, in a basement gym with some of the issues that I've faced. Um, so yeah, I just like sharing that. And then if people like it, great. And if it helps someone out, then that's awesome.